Well, thank you all for your your patience and grace as we uh, waited. We wanted to give everybody the chance to uh, just hug a neck and say hello to the family. And um, I know it's been a little bit it's a little bit crowded, but uh, I uh, I've asked the Lord to to give Garth the ability to to see what we're doing here today. You know, we, we tend to think when you die, you, have, you become like bionic eyes and you can see everything. Well, you, you know, we don't know that, but we know that from the story of rich man and Lazarus that it's certainly possible. And so I, I just hope that God is allowing Garth to, to get a glimpse of this. And I know um, he, would be, uh, he would be so touched by, by all of his friends. Garth's life touched so many people. And I'm um, going to be saying more about that in a moment. But uh, it's customary to begin by reading the obituary, and uh, you know all of our friends back in Colorado. My name's JB, by the way, uh, a friend of Garth's. Um, they're all praying, and when I showed them the obituary, they said, "You know, you don't really even need to preach; just read the obituary." So I thought about it, but I think Lacey would kill me if I didn't uh, didn't share the gospel, and I know Garth would be disappointed. So. Um, don't get your hopes up. I am going to preach in a moment, but I want to begin by uh, sharing uh, Garth's story. Garth W.S. 50 of Princeville passed away at 5.32 a.m. on Thursday, October 18th at his home. Garth was born on November 5th, 1967 in Peoria, the son of Gerald Elwin and Betty M. Yes. He married Lacey Harwood on April 10th, 2004 in Peoria. He was preceded in death by his parents and brother-in-law, John Green. Surviving are his wife, Lacey, and their six children, Isaiah, Creed, and Julius, and Alethea, and Avi, and Cana. Two sisters, Gail Fisher of the Woodlands, Texas, and Gwen Lee of Georgetown, Texas. Two brothers, Greg of St. Louis and Gary of Fort Worth. Growing up, Garth loved basketball. But God took that desire away through an injury and replaced it with a desire to study God's Word and to teach others. He was a coach at heart. He coached kids in basketball camps when he was younger, and later he coached anyone who would listen in knowing how to be sure they would spend eternity in heaven. And he coached Christians in understanding the Bible and applying it to their lives. He and Lacey started a community Bible study in Peoria, which eventually moved to Princeville and ran for 14 years. This was one of Garth's favorite things to do each week. He had various teaching and leadership roles in local churches, always with a great emphasis on the passion for the clear teaching of the gospel and personal application of the scriptures. Anytime he had an opportunity to teach, he was happy. Garth was the head pastor of Heartland Bible Church in Peoria as well as Northwest Baptist Church in Peoria. Most people are familiar with John 3.16, but Garth also loved verses 17 to 19. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has believed he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. Garth also took to heart 1 Corinthians 9, 22, which says, I have become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. We all know Garth was not afraid to talk to anybody, anywhere, or anytime. 
In social settings, he made every effort to talk with every person present. He always knew how to have a good time and left nothing unsaid. He loved Moose Tracks ice cream for a treat. His favorite pies were rhubarb and cherry, both of which grew on the farm. Having festive parties, especially in the loft of his barn or around a campfire on the farm, were things he was well known for. He would say, I can't carry a tune in a bucket and I don't play any musical instruments, but I can play the radio. Yet each morning, he delighted in singing praises to the Lord together with his family. He loved good music and enjoyed playing the role of DJ at his own parties and social gatherings. He didn't like playing slow or sad songs in social settings, but his favorite song to listen to when he was missing a loved one was If Heaven by Andy Griggs. And his favorite album to listen to any time was Songs by Rich Mullins, and we've been listening to that in here this morning. Tombstone and It's a Wonderful Life were two of his favorite movies, and if you knew him well, they were often quoted. Watching old episodes of Daniel Boone with the kids was his favorite way to spend a Sunday afternoon. He also regularly used Daniel Boone's line, can't or won't, to encourage his children in joyful obedience. He loved dogs, and German shepherds were his favorite breed, and he said the farm could be an awfully lonely place for a kid without a dog. He loved to study history and to see how God's plan unfolded through the ages. He played free cell solitaire when he was really trying to think through something important. He enjoyed playing board games, especially Scrabble and Rummy Cube. His nieces and nephews were a source of great joy for him, and he loved them all and prayed for them regularly, and he especially enjoyed teasing them and teaching them all the things that only uncles can get away with. His favorite place to be was home, and he always loved to sit around the kitchen table and visit with loved ones and friends. Lacey was the love of his life, and he treasured her and their children and the ways in which the Lord used them to shape him into a better man. He kept every single note or picture he ever received from them and came to truly know the meaning of Psalm 127, 3 to 5, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Garth spent many lonely, difficult years waiting and hoping to find his wife. But after he met Lacey, he often said it was so worth the wait. In like manner, Garth also spent many years here on earth waiting to be in the presence of his Lord and Savior and hoping to be free from both the presence and the power of sin. The family rejoices and believes that according to the Scriptures at this present time, by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone, and not by works of righteousness, which he did, Garth is alive with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and will be for all of eternity. They are most confident that he is up there thinking again, it was so worth the wait. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we ask for just an outpouring of your grace and uh, strength and uh, just goodness at this time as we uh, truly, as hard as it is, celebrate the life of our friend uh, Garth. And Father, we pray that through this time of celebration and living out our faith, putting feet to our faith that we uh, talk about so often, but actually putting it into practice in a time like this, that through this moment, through this time together, There may be someone here who doesn't know you, and through 
the life and testimony of Garth, the, the words that are said today, the songs that are sung, they might hear the good news about Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior, who died and rose again for our sins and is the only one who can give eternal life. They might come to know him through faith. We commit this time to you now and pray all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Let me invite you to stand. We're going to sing a hymn of praise together as Bill comes. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing, O earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to His holy name. Like a shepherd, Jesus will guard His children. In His arms He carries them all day long. Praise Him, praise Him, tell of His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. For our sins He suffered and bled and died. He our rock, our hope of eternal salvation. Hail Him, hail Him, Jesus the crucified. Sound His praises, Jesus bore our sorrows. Love unbounded, wonderful, deep and strong. Praise Him, praise Him. Tell of His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Heavenly portals loud with hosannas ring. Jesus, Savior, reigneth forever and ever. Crown Him, crown Him. Prophet and priest and king, Christ is coming over the world victorious. Power and glory unto the Lord belong. Praise Him, praise Him, tell of His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Amen. You may be seated. We wanted to give uh, Garth's family members an opportunity, those who desired, to just uh, share a word about uh, their brother or nephew or whatever it uh, may be. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, Greg if he would come and lead us off. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, brother Greg, seven years and older. And uh, I'll say two things about Garth first. One is he was one of the best human beings I've ever met. Um, this, this is going to be a little rough, guys, just telling you up front, sorry. 
Um, and I loved him from the bottom of my heart. Um, I was reminded by a dear friend of mine, a Bible passage, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. It's been hard to mourn the last five days because, honestly, I don't think I have had to sink in yet. Um, we were just here in March for my mom's funeral that Garth oversaw, and here we are, and honestly, it feels like an extension of that, and that this isn't really happening. So I'm comforted by that passage because I will mourn, and when that happens, um, I will be blessed. So let me tell you what Garth was. He was a great brother. The Yes family is like a bicycle tire, I always say. There's spokes. Each one of us is a spoke in the wheel. And Garth was always the hub. He was the, always the one that was back home, on the farm, communicating with everybody else about whatever needed to happen. He was a great son. Um, if you knew him well, you know, he was the primary caregiver for both my mom and dad as, as they, you know, in their latter years of their lives. Which were, which were long. He was a great husband. We talked about how devoted he was to Lacey, 14 years of marriage. He was a great father. I mean, if you knew him. The kiddos clung to him like they couldn't let him go. Sitting in his lap, holding on to his foot. He'd walk with him sitting on his feet, make a big deal out of it. And they'd be like, thinking it was the biggest amusement ride since Six Flags. He was a great pastor. Many of you, I'm moved by how, first of all, you were complimentary of his skills um, and his passion. And so I'm, I'm really moved by how many of his flock were here, are here today. So just a great, he was great at all those things. He had three pillars to his life. My wife reminded me of this. Uh, faith, family, and friendship. Devoted Christian, and he's certainly in heaven. We're certain of that. Serving a greater purpose than we can imagine here. We talked about family, so I would say this about that. He was glad to make trade-offs between success in the career, financial success, fortune, fame, a trade-off between those things and having a happy family and it was a no-brainer in Gar's world and, and that's a hard struggle for some and it wasn't for him uh, friendship I asked many of his friends I honestly wish that we could have had that receiving line uh, a while ago and I could have had some time to take some of the stories that I learned from that and build that into this because I didn't do that I did it the other way around and just is not quite as good as some of your stories that I just heard. I had some, heard some funny stories about Garth, and that's what he was. He would want us to know that we, we would rejoice and have laughter on a day like today in his memory. Um, but those, those, I sent out a text to some dear folks, and I asked for their favorite Garth memory. I got stories about campfires, stories about basketball games, eating contests. I never really knew that one, but... Garth had a way about winning eating contests. He would let the other guy choose the food. So, whatever. Long hikes in the woods. 
Maybe the one that meant the most to me was, um, we've already talked about John 3.16, but Garth carried these silver medallions in his pocket. And on one side is Scripture, John 3.16. And he would find somebody he could talk to, and he'd pull it out, and he'd give it to him, and then he'd talk to him about it. You know, we all, at least I will pull out and think about talking to somebody about it, but he would actually do it. And so I'm looking at my four kids here, and as a parent, how important it was to me that he would take the time to share this with each of them and to talk about what John 3.16 meant and explain it to them. That's probably the best story I got in, 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 in so many great stories. So I'll wrap up, I promise. I know there's some other people that want to talk, but... Uh, I think they, they, I know they say life is ten percent what happens to you and ninety percent what you react or how you how you react. So, what I'm going to share with you is what I'm doing, and this happened to us. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. But I'm going to react the following way. I'm going to honor Garth through two things. I'm going to honor Garth through faith to Jesus Christ, which is he would demand. He would absolutely demand that. He wouldn't. It wouldn't be negotiable. Do the little things that he would do, like try to help people for real, try to build relationships, uh, try to improve people's lives. Carrie mentioned to me this morning, my wife said, everybody in this room, everybody who knew Garth was better for it. I honestly think that's exactly right. So that's the first thing I'm going to do. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to honor Garth to the extent that I, they'll let me through Lacey and the kids by striving to be a bigger part of their lives. We're in St. Louis, and they're here. It's a three-hour. It's not that far. And we want to be a bigger part of their lives um, if they'll let us. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to explain why or don't try to explain why this happened. Um, When he was the baby of our five, this is completely out of order. And a shock, it, 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 it's, it's beyond that. I don't know what word is beyond that, but whatever that is, it's, it's, that's what this is. So rather than try to explain it, I'm just going to tell you I loved him from the bottom of my heart. I miss him. Thanks. Where's Aunt Connie? Come on up, would you? Good morning. Aunt Connie is the only name I need in this area of the country. Garth William, yes, was a detailed kind of guy. At only eight years old, he told me that every lunchbox he had ever seen was made in Nashville. And he was right, the Aladdin Company. Garth so wanted to find true love and searched diligently for it. I met a couple of his girlfriends, and frankly, 
was never impressed. (laughs) He was even engaged to one. I hope none of those ladies are here today. (laughs) He was even engaged to one, and Brother Greg intervened with some sage advice. Then came Lacey, the love of his life. No one could doubt the love they had for each other. I once asked Garth how he happened to meet Lacey. Again, Garth, the detail man, spent nearly an hour explaining his engagement, her engagement, and every misstep along the way. At Garth and Lacey's wedding, he chose the song High Cotton by Alabama. That song epitomized his deep love for all his family. At one family reunion, I gave Garth what I thought was a proper hug for a young man in his 20s. He looked me straight in the eye and said, Now, how about a real hug? Such a special, affectionate young man. His hugs were genuine bear hugs. If Garth loved you, he made sure that you knew he loved you. He was not afraid to tell you so and never failed to compliment everyone on any small achievement. His humility was genuine and plentiful. Once, when I was able to get all the parts of a Lionel train set working, when he and Isaiah had failed... He looked at me with that cute grin of his and said, That makes me feel less of a man. (laughs) When Betty could no longer live alone, Garth did such a wonderful job building his mother an apartment in the Diggins and giving her the dignity of having her own place, along with the joy of being close to her grandchildren. Let me close with two recent quotes from family members. He was always, and still is, a true man of God. And... Betty and Jerry surely didn't expect him to come home so soon. We will always love and miss you, Garth. Well, 
I'm sure there are non-family members who could come up here and just talk. We could talk collectively for hours about how meaningful our relationship with Garth was. But I would encourage, if you're not a family member, uh, let me just give you this word of suggestion. In the coming weeks and months and even years, share those stories with Lacey. Um, because time and the circumstance don't allow us to give you that opportunity. But I do want to open it now to any other family members that just feel led uh, to just say a word about Garth. Is there anyone in the family that would like to follow Greg and Connie and maybe share a word? I know it's tough, so... Well, let's stand together then, and in your program you'll see a scripture passage. Uh, We mentioned this was one of Garth's favorite passages, and I'd like for us to read it uh, together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. John three sixteen through 18. You may be seated. Well, Garth, Garth was a great friend, and I didn't get to know him nearly long enough. I didn't get to spend nearly as much time with him as I wished I had, and, and good friends are very hard to find, and so this one, this one is tough, and I keep reminding myself, and thankfully Christian brothers and sisters have reminded me as well that we didn't really lose Garth because obviously we know where he is. But, you know, I lost the ability to spend time with him, to talk with him, to, to joke with him, to talk theology with him. You know, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, iron, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And, uh, man, Garth was a great sharpener. I mean, there was none. I, we, we would talk uh, by phone. Uh, we live in Colorado now. And he would call and, and he would ask me questions, and I swear he always knew the answer. I felt like many times he was just calling to make sure I knew the answer, to check me out. <laughs> but we would get into some great discussions. And uh, he was a special friend in my life because he shared my passion for the gospel for the clarity and accuracy and urgency of the gospel message. And the Lord really bonded us together over that. And he also shared my passion for understanding the world as it really is and uh, recognizing that Satan is alive and well and that he has an agenda and a plan in this big picture. And, and there's not very many people I can talk to about those kinds of things. Um, he... Uh, one, we were just here, thankfully. I th- I'm so thankful to the Lord that my family and our kids were able to come again just recently for a speaking engagement at his church and spend time doing just what we read about in the obituary, sitting around his uh, kitchen table, 
late into the evening with some friends and just talking about all kinds of uh, subjects. And um, and then uh, shortly after that, after we got home, I texted Garth because I had been invited to come speak at a men's conference in Terre Haute in, spring, in the spring. And I said, hey, I'm going to be back in the area. Can I come speak at your church again? And his response in classic Garth, just encouraging language, was absolutely me pulpit as Sue pulpit. And uh, if you know much about preachers, that is not the norm. <laughs> uh, preachers tend to be very jealous of their pulpit. But um, I loved Garth. Last uh, Thursday morning, I don't know if there's any spiritual implication of this, but I, I will always wonder because last Thursday morning, I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. And from about 4 o'clock on, mountain time, tossing and turning, and I was congested, and my joints were hurting, and I just, just couldn't get to sleep. It was one of those times. We've all been there. So finally I gave up and said at about 6.45 I got up. And I got up, and I grabbed my phone like we always do, first thing, and sure enough, there's a text. And it's uh, on my phone. It said, from Garth. And I was still a little bit groggy as I'm walking into the bathroom, and I'm looking at this text, and it, it said, J.B., this is Lacey. Garth went home. Garth passed away this morning. You know we need your prayers. He loved you and was so thankful for your friendship. Well, I woke Wendy up, and we called Lacey, and she began to relay the story. And I was just, like all of us, in shock and not sure how to process it. And then Lacey... And I swear, I haven't taken the time to figure out the math, but it couldn't have been more than three hours after Garth went home to be with the Lord. But she said three times in that conversation, Wendy was on the phone. Three times, Lacey said, God is good. God is so good. God is good. I'll never forget it. And I couldn't talk. Wendy had to, she was on the other extension. She had to pick up the car. And I wanted to climb through the phone and choke Lacey. Because I'm just being honest with you. God does not seem good in this situation. Um, and then she has to go and pick praise him, praise him. You know, not your conventional funeral hymn. But the Lord is convicting me that that's exactly what she should have said. Because that's where she, her faith is stronger than mine. And her faith is, she's putting feet to her faith. And And that's exactly the song we should be singing on this occasion. Now, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, maybe you know Garth from growing up or know him socially or have some connection with the family, and so you're you're doing the right thing by coming to support the family. Well, let me tell you, if you don't know the Lord, then that really seemed like a strange hymn to sing. 